you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL podcast should probably take more HR classes. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Oh, yeah. Happy Monday, everybody. Have a nice weekend. I did. I think that we Bring back we should Short. fill all parameters that a human resources department would yeah. um, would ask and demand was, in, in in glowing terms. That was a very like ninety six FM start to a morning show. Start by <laughs> like seven AM. Like, hey guys, like how was the weekend? Okay. Sometimes I feel like it's my destiny. In like twenty years, I'll be on some like Z morning zoo, making a nice paycheck, like but that. hating myself privately. <laughs> we hung out yesterday. Wow. We did. We did. That was nice. Dan and I pronouns. Uh, Mark and I took the respective families to a little brunch. So four boys, ages what? Mine are three and one. Yours are five and seven. Five and seven. Full gamut. Uh, we actually walked by. Uh, we all met up outside the the restaurant, and we walked by one of those things where people are just giving away their stuff on the lawn, just like take it. It says very L.A. type giveaway. Yeah, and no joke, uh, Greg. There was a toolbox there. And I said to Mark, let's get this and give it give it to Greg on the show on Monday. And then uh, we were in agreement. Good idea. Yep. On the way back, let's grab it. Came back. It was gone. Well, and our kids were very... Um, Greg famously has never had a toolbox. Never had a toolbox. And like we, but that, that got on the radar of all the children that could oh, verbalize. Right. I didn't like, know. I didn't I don't go understand. pick up that toolbox. <laughs> well, maybe you didn't. Like, who is... Like, why does this Greg person not have a toolbox and it was hard to explain to kids uh, the dynamics there but there was a it was a conversation that lasted all the way into the restaurant they could not wrap their head around it because even Luke was like I use a hammer it's like okay well there's you know it's a lot happening here this is a big show guys Greg still doesn't have a toolbox but we have a really good show for you today because it is time every year uh, the scientists they go down to the lab and they come up Bloodied and bruised, egos hurt, sometimes shattered, but they mend their fences at the end and they produce 
a top 101 free agents of the offseason 2018 edition. Uh, so it's live on NFL.com right now. Go check it out. Does it have a vanity URL? It has to, Greg. Top 101 free agents. There you go. NFL.com slash top 101 free agents. And today's show, the guts of today's show, will be breaking down Wes and uh, Greg's top 101. How did it go this year, by the way, between you guys? Because it is, it does get sometimes a little bit combative. Did you? Where were you guys this year compared to other years? Well, there's only like eight players worth grading. So <laughs> the next 92 were more like coin flip territory. We were cool. Uh, it's you know it's still ongoing. You know, guys are getting cut today, and we're adding them to the list. Uh, we, we're coming up with some new players, and so big I, debates on whether Pernell McPhee or Charles Johnson should be on the list. So it's it's a saucy. It's a never-ending process. Do you have any? Uh, it, the, it does end, by the way, when free agency starts. We stop adding players, but while good players, and there's going to be many of them over the next couple of weeks, uh, get added to the mix. Why not? Do you have any issues with uh, the editorial department that is frothing to get this thing out there? But it's at a time where so much news is churning, players are getting released that it, you almost have to write the column twice because so many players get released over the next couple weeks that you're, you know, you're, when, does, when does the work ever end? That's just life in the big city. Yeah. It's the big leagues, Mark. I just heard them complaining about it behind the scenes, so I <laughs> thought I'd bring it up. This is of the USFL. This is the National Football League. People want people want that list. A lot of excitement in the building. A lot of pop today. A lot of pop in the building. Uh, so we'll get to that. Uh, but before we break down the top 101, we have some news to get to. And Lindsay Fault. Hey, Lindsay, are you a millionaire? I do have some news on that, but we're going to save it for the next show because I'm working some things out. All right. My, uh, it sounds like she's a millionaire. Advisor, so. Whoa. Well, it sounds like almost certainly that our producer is a millionaire. So that's I think it's going to go out. come in and under a millionaire, but I think it's going to be. Or she discovered she's quietly in a mountain of debt because if she if she's <laughs> well, if she's too. multimillionaire, uh, she wouldn't be. here. I'm not here right now. Those aren't who are not every sh- a listener. Uh, every show listeners might not know that uh, Lindsay recently unearthed a large Bitcoin uh, collection of some kind. I'm not too familiar with what's going on with the bit- Bitcoin industry, but I know it's a story right now. One thing I've learned in my 44 years on this planet is that you do not need a financial advisor if you do not have money. So <laughs> she's got to have some money coming. All right, let's do some. <laughs> Mommy, I've got a drug problem. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, and by the way, that's just one of the many drops that can be found on GoGetMyLunch.org. Nick Fortier's fine, fine homage to the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, Here we go. Blake Bortles got an extension. Rap Sheet report. Rap Sheet, by the way, who's going to be on our show uh, in Indianapolis. We're going to be at the Combine. Uh, We're all leaving tomorrow. We'll do two shows from Indy and then come on back to Cali. Uh, but Rap Sheet's going to be on Wednesday's show. Anyway, Jacksonville assigned quarterback Blake Bortles to a three-year contract. The team announced Rap Sheet reported the deal is worth $54 million, including $26.5 million in guaranteed money. The new deal replaces Bortles' current contract. Uh, had one year remaining on it. Uh, that one year, of course, was the fifth-year option of his rookie deal. Now, a lot of people getting all fired up, Wes. Uh, how can Blake Bortles get an extension? He stinks. The, the Jaguars should have been going after Kirk Cousins and, 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 and jumping through their Super Bowl window. Uh, so now people think that they're doubling down on Blake Bortles, but maybe that's not quite the case here, is it? 
This seems like more of salary cap management than a huge commitment to the quarterback to me when I look at this. It's about freeing up money for this year and then at the penalty of, I believe it's $7 million to cut him if he doesn't work out next year. And even that $7 million that was reported this week has offset language in it. So, for instance, if Bortles has a pretty poor season and the Jaguars cut him and some other team pays him $3 million to be their backup next year, that's $3 million less than they'd have to pay. It's much to do about nothing. I think they mismanaged giving him the fifth year extension or option a year ago at this time because when he got hurt that locked him into 2018 in terms of being their quarterback and I and I do wonder if they didn't have that option whether they would have at least have poked around with Case Keenum or or Bradford or who knows just looked around the quarterback yeah because he's he's expected to be ready for OTAs but the injury was an issue I I don't think it stops them on any level for planning for the future if they found a quarterback in the draft that they wanted to either maneuver their way up for or someone that fell to them, I don't think it prevents anything in terms of future planning. Well, How often do you give a franchise, someone you view as a franchise quarterback a three-year extension? Well, but I, I get what you're saying, but I think they did mess this up because they locked themselves in with Bortles, and I think a lot of people agree, and I, I certainly feel this, that Bortles is not the short or long, long-term answer for, answer for Jacksonville, and they should have been all in on Kirk Cousins, and that made so much sense, I thought, for both sides, and basically what they did, they punted on a Cousins pursuit, so I think they, they have lost here, but they have, there's no reason to get nuts about the extension itself. But aren't they so pivoting not- off the mistake they made? pre? It's just pivoting off the fifth-year option mistake. I don't know if right. this... It but just the whole thing, I don't think was handled well. Is my opinion on it. If, I, you know, if I'm another AFC contender, Super Bowl contender, I'm happy about this. Yes, it's great. And and you could look at it more like, why would Bortles do this deal? It, if anything, it's it's a face saving thing by the Jaguars. Hey, you wanted a, a better deal. You're our franchise quarterback. That is a tricky position. I mean, ultimately, is their starting quarterback, and you have to support him publicly. But if you look at what he got out of the deal, it's an extra half million or a million dollars this year, and that's about it. If for some reason he keeps getting better, he's actually underpaid. Like he got very definitely not a franchise quarterback contract. Right. It's he got he really got very little out of this. Very little in terms of guarantees or in terms of a great contract if for some reason he did get way better there really wasn't well, right. much with of- all these contract quarterback contracts that have already happened and are going to continue to happen from Kirk Cousins on down this is a total outlier and they they cut Ivory and this contract lowers their cap what Wes said initially that it was a cap maneuver they took a, a lot off the cap for this season so that they can go spend some more money in free agency here's another uh, quarterback who is uh, possibly not getting paid big money from his current team Case Keenum she doesn't have a current team. He's going to be a free agent. And there was, um, you know, people wondered, would the Vikings use their franchise tag on Keenum, who came off uh, last year's amazing, uh, I don't know, amazing strong, but very strong season uh, behind center for the Vikings. But Minnesota will not use the franchise tag, according to Rap Sheet, per sources with knowledge of the team's thinking. Um, Mark Sessler, your thoughts on Minnesota's move? I think in the la- I mean we're going to keep getting new waves of information about Kirk Cousins and where he might go and I thought you know a week ago the Jets with their we're just going to throw money at you seemed like they might be the lead dog if you could convince Kirk Cousins to care about the Jets in that way but it sounds to me like the Vikings are absolutely making a, a genuine preparing for a genuine push here Gilbrandt 
tweeted today. He said, if I were a betting man, Did he? I'd say that that's where he lands. <laughs> Certainly interest on both sides. All I would say is that Gil Brandt, one of his closest friends, is Bill Parcells. And one of the closest friends that Bill Parcells has is Mike Zimmer. There is a avenue of information there where Gil Brandt could know what the Vikings are thinking. Mm. And there's no buzz around Sam Bradford. There's no br- buzz around Teddy Bridgewater with the Vikings right now. They could bring Teddy Bridgewater back and still pursue someone else. But I think that Kirk Cousins... If he, the Vikings, we talked about it last week, that's your attractive landing spot with Jacksonville out of the mix. I like this avenue of information that uh, our cartographer, Mark Sessler, <laughs> just laid out here from old Parcells to Brant. Well, right they are. They all, they all know each the other. Zimmer to he Sessler. knows Zimmer, too. Six degrees of Gil Brant. There's a question whether Teddy Bridgewater, at least Pro Football Talk raised the question, whether he's even going to be a free agent. That That's not even... 100% settled. In what, the tolling? Their, in terms of the their team. general manager has discussed that. Yeah, and, and, but that's it. And I've, I, to be fair, we're, we've sort of forgotten about it on some level because we're listing him as a free agent because that, that's where he's listing. You didn't forget it? No, no. We didn't forget about it. We had discussions <laughs> about it in the lab. We, yeah, a little private me and Wes conversations <laughs> downstairs. Uh, we'll get more into Keenum a little bit later in the show, I guarantee you. Moving on, the Marcus Peters trade from the Chiefs to the Rams that went down late last week, or isn't official, it's official once a new league year kicks in, but it's happening, it's a done deal. Anyway, the, no one knew what uh, the Chiefs got back in exchange for the number one cornerback. Uh, you expected it to be something steep and saucy. Eh, not so much. The Rams send back a second and a fourth round pick. uh, And uh, the Rams, I believe, send back to KC a sixth round pick uh, to get the deal done. So, Greg, the the Rams land themselves a premier cornerback and they didn't even have to give up a first round pick to get it done. No. And I saw this, you know, draft pick haul that they got and I thought oh that sounds about right I I see a lot of reaction that the Rams really snookered the Chiefs and what a great deal and it it may prove to be we we talked about how much we liked Peters's fit but in terms of just knowing that the Chiefs were fairly dead set on Tradium there's a report out there that they were trying to for the last three weeks this sounds about what I would expect that they could get for Marcus Peters he's not he's not exactly a clean prospect if he was a NFL draft pick. You know, as talented as he is, I think it's telling that the two men uh, who drafted him, who were there when he was drafted in Kansas City, Chris Ballard and John Dorsey, who are now running teams, didn't even investigate. They didn't want to trade for him at all. And I think the rest of the league knows that. Right, because when it came out, it talked about the 49ers and the Browns also pursuing him. But that's it's come out later that the Browns absolutely did not pursue him. So the 49ers were maybe... The other team out there that got out, they got out, out drafted or out essentially the Rams like outbid. So them. no other team in the NFL would have given up a second and a fourth to no. get Marcus Peters. The report that was that they of. tried to trade him for three weeks, and this was the best offer they Surprising got. Surprising to me. Except the only thing is that I mean, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? I mean, what we've seen overtly during that Jets game was a bit of an issue, and it's like maybe it's just a, it's a lot to ask in a trade to bring him onto your. Wasn't roster. the first. It wasn't the first thing to come up between Marcus Peters and his and his coaches and the organization not being thrilled with him. That happened on and off, I would say, for three seasons. Well, when I look at this deal, it's a tacit acknowledgement that the Alex Smith, Marcus Peters, Justin Houston, Eric Berry, Tamba Ali nucleus of the past half decade maxed out early last October when they were 5-0, and and they were never going to get any better than that. 
And I, I think when you're trading for Peters, you're also understanding you probably are looking at paying him huge money or else the deal doesn't make sense. And that, that lowers his value. With all this said, I think it was a great move for the Rams that they get Marcus Peters essentially for two years and $10 million on, onto that team. I still like the move. Moving on, the Carolina Panthers created some cap room, cutting veterans Charles Johnson and Kurt Coleman. Uh, Johnson uh, has been there forever, drafted in 2000, 2007 uh, out of Georgia. And uh, Mark, uh, anything uh, from these deals or these moves that surprises you or something that was expected? It seemed like this was uh, something people had talked about happening. I mean, Charles Johnson may be done with football at this point, and he barely he played last done year. last year. Yeah, and it's like I, with Coleman, he's about to turn 30. I think it's the, like this, like we just about the Chiefs. They're, they're maybe they're moving on from some of the key players they've had. I don't know Coleman, I would call him a key player, but they're getting younger at safety. Yeah, two players in clear decline. Coleman was a Pro Bowl caliber player in 2015, uh, played through some injuries in 2016, and was kind of a liability last year. Both players were liabilities last year. Nice, uh, nice run for Charles Johnson, 11 years in one place. Overcame a lot, too. Got a got a huge contract right after the lockout. and that, I think that you're right, Wes. I bet that's probably it for Charles Johnson. And finally, another uh, some more roster housekeeping. The Bears released Pernell McPhee and Quinton Demps. Uh, together, the move uh, creates over $10 million in cap space, uh, over $7 million connected to McPhee. Uh, uh, McPhee signed a five-year deal worth uh, almost $39 million in 2015, but could not stay on the field, uh, so they decided to move forward. Bears are going to spend a lot of money. I looked at this, these two moves, which both happened on Monday, not as connected, but as two teams that could be competing for receivers in free agency. I think the Panthers are going to be looking at receivers, maybe Sammy Watkins. I think the Bears are going to be looking for receivers. All right. That's what's happening in the news. Okay. <laughs> nice little appetizer. Some wings. Uh, for the boys, uh, Mark, we got you some uh, hummus, s- s- hummus, or maybe some spinach dip. <laughs> That's fine. Wait, so Mark's not included yeah, I don't, in the boys. I, I, I what think is he? No, you're the boys, but in terms of the appetizers, the oh, bo- the in- the in- the intro was inclusive of all, and then you dug down to what the menu items maybe were for- uh, subconsciously. The wings is like, yeah, yeah, the boys. Yeah, Let's like have the guys wings. sit around eating meat. Yeah, and there's vegetarian boy. That Maybe that's what was that was, that was coming yeah, from. I think that's sort but of where it came from. Ultimately, <laughs> what I was trying to do was be inclusive. Uh, but then my subconscious ratted me out. That's what happened there. You tried. So Your my conscience tried. Your subconscious revealed you <laughs> to be a snake. To be a villain. <laughs> uh, anyway. So that was the appetizer. Now the main course. Oh, yeah. The free agency top 101. Countdown, baby. Well, it's kind of a count up, actually. Because you guys, we don't, you don't try to get too cute with this. Um, you start at one. You take it all the way to 101. And good job with the branding. For the second straight year, it is 101 uh, after that disaster. In 2016, the top 99. How, I think it's how been that? 101 every year except for that one regrettable 99 year. So it's never even been 100. It's either been so. 99 or 101. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, in like the 80s when Coca-Cola went to New Coke for that brief time. They tried. Yeah. And it was a total uh, boondoggle. Yeah. It was a, a PR collapse. Chastened. <laughs> and they scrambled back and said, no, no, no. 
This is Coca-Cola classic it's now, like, baby. We're back, baby. It's That's like when, uh, when your boys, U2, yeah. made the album that just automatically downloaded onto your phone. And oh, that annoyed, that annoyed me. I couldn't That's get bad. that thing off my phone for 19 months. <laughs> and I finally had to deep search, deep search how to do it. That get was also, you could, oh. you could call that a major PR boondoggle. U2's uh, Songs of Innocence album. Not their best work either, so a little double... Double banging there upon society. <laughs> um, anyway, now, the top 101 NFL free agents of 2018, um, Wes and Greg, we're going to go down to the lab. Mark, do you want to come? I'll join. All right, we're all... I mean, for some of it. Yeah. Yeah, as Wes has said, I actually have access downstairs right. now. But I don't I don't like to do that. I'm, I'm kind of like the every man. I like to just... The boys will the go kitchen. down to the lab, and, I'll, and maybe I'll maybe I'll join you. Uh, and and but since this I is see a how this show occasion, works. Special occasion, the spinach dip's going to come downstairs too. So let's 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 go downstairs. Let's go. There we go. Everybody, watch your step. Bring out the gimp. Here we go. It's a little haunted. Wait, Has there always been a, a haunted? Where's the hunchback? We we have a we might have a uh, a ghost situation, but that, don't worry about that. Um, here we are in the lab, and it's time to go through it all. Let's start. Let's get it going. How do we want to break this down? How do we want to talk about this, Greg? This is the type of stuff maybe you talk about before the show, but in this case, <laughs> we're going to do it in real time. Pull back the curtain, open the kimono. Top one one, Greg. Why don't we just start at the top? I mean, start with with the big names, which somewhat we've talked about on this show. But our top five is Cousins, Breeze, Le'Veon Bell, Demarcus Lawrence, and Ziggy Ansah. One thing that stands out to me, having been through the process, Allen Robinson ended up, I believe, at number five ahead of Ziggy Ansah initially. And that really upset Chris Wesley. I mean, Mm, he was. How upset? Well, it, it didn't make any sense to me that a pass rusher in his prime averaging 13 sacks in his last two healthy seasons was behind a wide receiver who's not only coming off an ACL injury, but is given a free pass for an absolutely horrendous 2016 season. He, he struggled. I think Ansa's, and I think in the end he's going to get franchise tag. Both of these guys might not even make it to the free agent market. Ansa's kind of underwhelmed over the last few years as a guy who's loaded up with a couple big games against some really poor tackle. Yeah, nine of his sacks in three games. And and a guy you watch week after week and you think good runs good run stopper, not a huge difference maker, and he's a little older than you would think coming off of his first contract because he was old entering the league. But he's still a solid still a solid pickup if you get him. There's no pass rushers out there. I mean assuming none of these guys through Allen Robinson get to market. Well Cousins is getting there. Well, beyond Cousins, like the what what we're left with at number seven is our top free agent is an ominous Sheldon entry. Wow, that well, Cousins is a free agent though. Cousins, I know, but with Cousins, we already dug so deep into the Cousins narrative that it's like here's the rest of the. You are you are taking shots at the top one hundred and one right now. I don't understand. Not their work. I think 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 it's it's a good top twenty this year. I think there's some solid names here. Because Cousins is legit, he's a legit that, number that one. That makes it. If you took Cousins out of this, if he like, then what? What? What are you left? This yeah, is the it, weakest top twenty we've seen. Since more I've problematic. I, I don't know. We had Jarris Bird ranked number one one year. We've got Teddy Bridgewater in the top twenty. We did. We do. And I do think it, it, Drew Brees is the forgotten man in this entire scenario. I, when I hear that he's going to accept between twenty and twenty-five million to re-sign in 
New Orleans. I just don't buy it. I don't see why he would he would take such a low deal. And I and I do think there's a decent chance he gets to free agents. But it's not just insiders who have changed their tune. It's Drew Brees himself who has commented and said, I don't want the drama this time around. Fair. I just want to go for a Super Bowl. Yeah, that felt wrapped up to me. Do you feel like this, that we could be a combine in a couple days and there could be some sort of insane rumor that creeps out? If Drew Brees is really dead set on helping out the Saints, essentially, that's what it'll take. But I, I, he's a guy who's been with the NFLPA. He's a guy who's always it, – it's so undervalued for him to be making that sort of money that I think it's just complicated. But it's, you're right. He's probably not going to go to another team. It's that old question because you can't ever say, oh, he's made enough money. But Drew Brees probably has. has made enough money. Uh, but, I mean, you can't, you can't like, get after the guy if he says, oh, I want to max out because I know I, don't, I probably don't have right. another – Right, and I don't need to hear about helping out the rest of the team when you look at the money that Mickey Loomis and Ton Benton and the, <laughs> and the rest of this franchise has spent over the last X amount of years. Almost all of it has been poorly spent, and Drew Brees is by far the most important player in franchise history. It's just tricky because he's, he's aging, and, and yes, he, he's not going to – apparently hold them over a barrel. And, and I mean, it says in your write-up that he's a lead pipe lock to re-sign with the Saints. Well, we so, each, you know, we each write. Uh, I, that would be my like write. Okay. Yeah. But it, 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 it sounds it, a little really, violent, but I like I like the energy around it. It's fair. <laughs> that's that's some that's old age gambling parlance. <laughs> lead pipe lock? Yeah. 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 I had to look that up in the Greg Dargan <laughs> index. Greg uses it like four times a day. <laughs> I, I feel like lead pipe, is lead pipe lock really, you uh, know, Old jargon. I think it is. I feel yeah, like I've heard is. that. It feels like something years. for someone that is, you know, trying to, to be on the lamb from gambling debts. That's when the lead pipe. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be at the commissary with Greg, like, oh, yeah, I'm a lead pipe lock for the grilled chicken sandwich today. <laughs> it's like, Greg, stop using gambling parlance at the office. It's illegal. <laughs> Moving on. Um, you know who I think? Uh, let's. Uh, all right. So you have Sheldon Richardson at seven. Mark, you were getting at that. If, it, if, if you, after Cousins, if Sheldon Richardson is the next truly likely guy to be really out there, I think it's come up on the show. A little surprising. Yeah. Maybe he's a top 10 guy, but maybe that's the market. I think he's a guy who has the potential, at least, to be a big-time difference maker. And at, at the very least, he's help, he's helping out your team as a starter. I mean, when we look past him, let's say, in the top 10, you're looking at a guy in Sammy Watkins who's coming off a very underwhelming year. has always been a little more hyped up than he has been productive. Uh, a guard in Andrew Norwell, uh, who's certainly played well, but not, not a superstar. And Kyle Fuller, who in two of his you know four NFL seasons has been a net negative and has been really good and interesting in the other two. So none of the, to make it to free agency, it's almost like you have to have something a little off with you. We had so many players in these, and there were a lot of guys Wes and I disagreed on, but they all had similar stories, which were they showed some potential and looked like great players at some point, but something's gone seriously wrong in between. And it's it, whether it's injuries for the most part or it's poor production or some sort of off-the-field red flag. Like, something's gone wrong for most of these guys for them to get. Well, the Norwell's a good guy to bring up because, first of all, in this era, I don't know what's, what if it's indicative of a bigger situation, but every year it seems now we hear with the draft class there's not a lot of elite offensive linemen prospects, and then there's not a lot of guys that hit the market that don't have major red flags or age or injury concerns or whatever. Norwell would be a guy you would think is going to get paid huge money because it's such getting talent and young talent is it's, it's such a premium right now. And in the case, and I'm looking at your write-up here, uh, this could have been a situation of – the Panthers just salary-wise tying up too much money already with their line. 
I, I think I want he, some Andrew Norwell. Give me him. I, I think if he was a tackle, he'd be getting that Matt Khalil money. I still wonder what the market is for guards. Kevin Zeitler got paid last year, but I think he was regarded as a better talent than Andrew Norwell. Norwell's a guy who shows the influence that Pro Football Focus has had. Now, when we're rating guards, what what the hell do we know for the most part? We're basing it off of what we hear and what we read and what coaches say. Norwell got a second-team All-Pro. Speak for yourself, but continue. (laughs) Norwell got second-team All-Pro almost exclusively off of his great PFF grade, I think is fair to say. I don't think the 50 Associated Press voters like Bob Costas were necessarily breaking down the <laughs> oh, Norwell. Bob Costas is an AP voter. He used to be. He used to be. <laughs> that was such a, Why did that have to a zigzag into a, a banging of Costas. <laughs> I'm just saying the AP, like Norwell's a guy uh, who the Panthers basically chose Trey Turner was going to get their long-term money probably at guard last year. And I wish that we had, Mark and I wrote that uh, free agent Fitz article. I should have put Norwell on the Giants, because the Giants have Dave Gettleman there, who who was there with Norwell, and plenty of uh, money to spend in, in a big-time need. I put Norwell well, somewhere. I got where. Yeah. But, you know, as we head into draft season, Andrew Norwell, first line, undrafted out of Ohio State. Give me a break with the draft. I am... <laughs> So now we've we've banged the Associated Press voting and the draft. Yeah, for sure. the draft. I think he'll get paid a lot because uh, there's just been there's been a lot of sub Pro Bowl guards that have been paid about eight nine million dollars a year when they get to free agency the last few years, and Norwell seems to be at least at or maybe even above that level. You're eleven to fifteen. Uh, eleven to sixteen. I would go eleven to sixteen. Super saucy, super saucy. We'll start with Keenum, who you have at eleven here, uh, and I think this is interesting. I actually looked up your. Oh, that disastrous top 99 list from uh, 2016. Just to see, uh, because there is that connective tissue between Case Keenum and now Ryan Fitzpatrick coming off his one big year with the Jets. Uh, You had Fitz at 23. You have Keenum at 11, uh, which makes sense because Keenum seems to have a higher ceiling. He's younger. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of question marks still. Right. Number 11 on this list. And Fitzpatrick certainly didn't live up to that ranking. did not. Got one year, twelve million from the Jets. Keenum will get a multi-year deal, right? Yeah, I would think so. And Keenum is the guy who who played like a top twelve quarterback last year, but he's also the guy who got benched for Jared Goff the year before and was terrible. He was also the guy who the Texans dumped, the Rams dumped twice, and then resigned him. He's all of those guys. So you have to you have to evaluate all that. But he's a guy like a lot of quarterbacks in this league who is almost wholly dependent on his surrounding talent and coaching. And when we talk about each of these players, whoever's here has something wrong with him. It's more of his history predating this past season. Because if that were if that were your own, your own lone sample size, people would be chasing after him. But I think people are still spooked by the idea of giving him a more than a one-year deal or a two-year deal. Well, as I said before the show, 2017 is just as gone as 2014. None of these seasons mean anything he, next year. He, he's someone I think that's always been probably a little better if you look back at than his reputation, even with the Texans, for instance, that if you compare him to the other quarterbacks that played in almost each one of his spots, he generally played better than those other quarterbacks. So you're right. It's kind of about the situation brought him down, but he can be a good player, obviously, in the right system. I mean, he was a free agent last year. He wasn't even on our list right. a year ago, and he didn't get signed for for a month, and it's because he doesn't have a huge arm. I don't think he has like the anticipation that you normally like to see. I don't think people think of him as necessarily. He's not. 
he's not viewed as a durable guy either. He's not viewed as like he's Tom Brady on the field, like breaking. I mean, no one's Tom Brady on the field, but like that he's necessary. He's an instinctive player, not necessarily reading the entire defense and and winning before the snap. It's just telling to me too when a team like Minnesota, if they could, if you knew you could get Case Keenum to do the same thing next season that he did this past season, you wouldn't have a problem having that happen again. And there seems to be very little interest in bringing him back. You you love Kyle Fuller, I want to point out, before we get out of the top 10. Chris Wessling really is into Kyle Fuller. Yes. That's big Fuller. You got a full-on, you know what. Yeah, what? like like you said. You know what? What okay. do you mean? What? I don't know. Just the love for Kyle Fuller. Oh. Well, like you said, he's had two okay. really good seasons, and he's had two seasons that were affected by injury when he's been healthy. And this was one of the philosophical disagreements that Greg and I have. If I oh, see a guy play well when he's healthy – Mm-hmm. I'm willing to take a chance on that upside versus a guy who's just average at his best, but he's durable and you can rely on him. I want the guy with the upside. Yeah, I think – I mean, I do too. It, we just disagreed on who has upside and who doesn't. Oh. Fuller, Fuller's had – he's had a season where he's been healthy and he's lost his confidence and, and he's struggled. But I still had him in my top 20. I think there's very few – young cornerbacks that you know could start and could help your team, and that's why I had him as a top 20 guy. Uh, I You like the rest of this saucy top. I will take a, a little bit of an exception. Fuller, we just talked about him. Two good years. Two questionable years. Malcolm Butler, okay, maybe he wasn't that great this year, but two very good years before that. Entering his age 28 season. At number 12, I feel like he's a top 10 free agency guy. How did he fall out of the top 10? Well, I've talked about this many times. Dick Malcolm Butler, the Patriots told us what they thought of him. And I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about the fact that he was never used on number one guys. That he was well, – he was. they he, would play Logan Ryan in a safety over the top against prototypical number one receivers. And then as soon as Stephon Gilmore got there, they would play Gilmore on, on prototypical number one receivers. Cer- certainly depended on the matchup. I mean, he famously would be the guy who goes against Antonio Brown. Right, if it's a smaller, it a quicker s- guy. Smaller, number one. But nobody's guy. putting Malcolm Butler on Julio Jones. No, but that's – I mean, that's – True. Okay, so he's not any. like a first-team All-Pro lock every year, but no, he's not I a mean, number one corner. It's going to make a fortune. I think. I think the way that he played in 2015, 2016, he. I don't know if there are more than five or six number one corners by that definition. I think he was a top ten to twelve cornerback where he was a big time difference maker if you use him the right way and you match him up with the right people. And I don't know if there's more than five or six cornerbacks who are. Like beyond that, where you're just like, that's I think that's we can name more than five or six off the top of our heads. You're talking about guys like Darius Slay, Casey Hayward, Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman. Um, all yeah, also all all some of the highest paid guys in the league. I think Butler will get paid though. He will be somebody that oh, yeah. somebody will value. Maybe pay as the number one, even if he isn't quite that. He is someone surprised. that will get. I think knocked a little bit for his like the guy when it when you don't get drafted high, I think it it keeps hurting you throughout the process because so many teams hold on to how they felt and they're just like this guy's not really that talented. We saw him as an undrafted guy. The Patriots helped make him look better, and I think it'll knock him. Like for instance, the next guy I believe on the list is Tremaine Johnson, right? Yeah. And I think Tremaine Johnson, if I had to you know, put a sandwich on it, we'll get more money than Malcolm Butler. I mean, also, I don't know if coaches should care at all, but like the most notorious benching that we've seen in the last like five years, Super Bowl Sunday, 
Malcolm Butler, does that not affect? I, I mean, I, I, I joke. Fair. I've joked about it, but I'm kind of serious too. Like the Patriots did him absolutely no favor. Not at all. Heading, so not only does he have that undrafted stink on him, if you want to call it that, he also has this like character concern of on some level coming off a of Super Bowl benching uh, could affect his mm. market. It's fair. You have Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford back to back, fifteen <laughs> and sixteen. I'm. I guess I, – how do you guys do this? Because I know, Wes, we just talked about it on the last show. You you think that Teddy Bridgewater is a massive question mark and no assumptions should be made. Uh, Greg, you believe he is the next Joe Montana. So how did, you, how did you figure this none out? None of this is true. Um, you just average out the two rankings. So Greg had Teddy Bridgewater number one. So you, had you had him like yeah. 30, yeah. 31st. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised to hear um, – how down Wes was, and I and I get that he's pointing out his inconsistencies, but I was heartened to see that Wes clearly saw some upside in Bridgewater because he still had him as a top 20 player. Wes had him 20th. I had him 9th on my list. Is that a commentary on this list? Yeah. I, t- I told you there's only eight players this year in free agency. Because <laughs> 20 to me shows at least you, think he ha- you would think he has a chance to help you as a starter at some point. Because otherwise, why would he be that best case scenario he has a chance to he has a chance to be that guy now i think there's very little chance we're going to ever see best case scenario with teddy bridgewell quarter quarterback definitely gets a little bit of a bump because of because of the position and because of their scary they should i mean he's a right. boomer bust scenario for me though we could do this for the next 500 years and you will never again have a scenario where three quarterbacks from the same team rank top 16 in this exercise that is one of the most peculiar yeah, sandwiched strange. around two defensive backs from the Rams. It is it is one of the most peculiar scenarios of any free agent class ever. Well, very if odd. If you're measuring that, it has to be the two defensive right. backs. I don't care about the team. Two. Forget that part. That I mean, is really unique. That's it's just I <laughs> it I is, find it so strange. It is it is bizarre, and it shows how valuable quarterbacks are. Because right. Sam Bradford, in theory. Is it has is a huge red flag and Bridgewater has huge red flags, but because they play quarterback and because they've been pretty solid fairly recently, it's like they're worth taking a chance on at least over, you know, some other guys. When you look at the guys who are behind them on the list, let's say like Nate Solder or Bashad Breeland, who certainly have potential. I mean, those guys have have been healthy and been below average starters at their positions at some points. If you go back and watch week one of last year, you would have Sam Bradford in your top five. Yeah. He had the I do the the QB index during the season and that wound up as the second highest graded game by any quarterback all season. And I remember thinking early on like wow, that was crazy that Sam Bradford has this this score from that game like I hope I'm not just like overrating because it was the first week and ended up holding up. I think one Aaron Rodgers game beat him. I mean, he it still was, has coaches around the league that love him too. That game was one of the best ball placement performances I've ever seen. Everything was just right on the receiver's hands in stride. It was it was breathtaking. Uh, Mark, anything from let's say eighteen to twenty four you want to bring up, or do you want to shoot ahead to the top thirty? <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to see what happens with Kenny Vaccaro at twenty four because it sounds like he's been linked to the Cowboys forever and that they want to pay him a lot of money potentially. I do you think that he's Gonna be worth that money? He seemed like pretty streaky in New Orleans. Good I, season, bad season. I feel like the Cowboys have had safeties coming out of their ears the last year or two, and they need cornerbacks. Yeah, he's he's a guy that I think the Saints never knew totally what to do with, and eventually grew frustrated with him. So that's not a good sign <laughs> for a young player. But he's also a very versatile 
player who can cover, who can hit. Like you look at, he's the type of guy I think gets overpaid in free agency because, like the draft, he's a very toolsy type of guy that some team will look at and think, all right, we can make him into a star. Like Greg Williams, I feel like would love him some Kenny Vaccaro. Like that's a Greg Williams type of player. I, I think he's gotten so much credit for his versatility, but probably not enough criticism for his coverage problems. Yeah. How about this? What kind of contract do you give Jimmy Graham? One year. This right, is, like two years at most, right? This is one of the guys that Wes and I disagreed on the most. Maybe we, we could go through a few, a few of them. Sure. But Wes had him ranked number 18 on his list, and I had him 40 or 38 on my list. Because at this point, he's kind of just a guy I don't, want to, I don't want on my team. It just feels like there's at least a, a 50% chance he's just going to fall off a cliff and not really help you much at all. He needs to go to the right situation to not disappear entirely. He's I one year removed from a 923-yard season in an offense that didn't feature him. He, he's someone that just – it's kind of just watching him using the eye test that he just – he's lost so much quickness off of where he was. He, he's almost tough to watch running routes now that he reminds me a little more of like a Jason Witten type. And when you have a guy who can't block – and has that kind of lack of movement. It, it's like a guy whose career I think could end earlier than you would have expected. I mean, why not back to Seattle? They don't have a ton at tight end right now, and he they did kind of find a way to unlock him in the red zone at least last year. I had a couple good games. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I just feel like he's, they haven't maximized him in Seattle. And I think guys like this are tricky. Like Greg said, he hasn't moved as well. We were saying the same things about Antonio Gates in his early 30s that he was on the decline, that he wasn't moving as well, coming off of um, some some foot injuries, and then he bounced back with a huge season and looked fast again. You just never know with guys. Uh, in the 30s. I've heard some buzz on Graham to the Bears, where Ryan Pace uh, hmm. is hmm. former Saints guy. Uh, in the 30s, two uh, by low guys that could have value, I think. Vontae Davis uh, coming off uh, the cornerback for the Colts, coming off two injury-plague seasons. And we've talked about him a little bit already. Uh, Tyler Eifert, uh, the tight end, another guy with injury history. But probably won't cost you a ton, either of those guys. And then the payoff could be big if they uh, bounce back, stay healthy. That's a good point because if these guys weren't coming off an injury, if they both played 16 games last year, I think they're both top 10 on this list. Right. Eifert's maybe the biggest X factor in the entire list because he's played. It's not just, he's coming off an injury. He is, he is an injury. He's been injured his entire career. Three, three out of four years. He's a literal injury. If he wasn't so good in that one season, his career would basically be over because you don't see NFL players survive, not miss essentially missing three out of four seasons. He's played 10 games in the last two seasons. He's played 24, his entire career and almost in more than half of those was in one season. So in three out of the four seasons, he's essentially given you nothing and he's got persistent back issues, which is a tough thing to overcome with all that said, when, when he was out there, he was probably a top two or three tight end. So there's like no way to know, what what he is, but the fact that the Bengals are kind of done with him doesn't speak too well. I think you have Trey. You guys have Trey Burton, uh, two spots ahead of Eifert, uh, and Burton, of course, kind of got locked behind Zach Ertz in Philly, and he's a guy. So it's, it's interesting if you are in the market for a tight end 
those two guys, guys. That's a that's that's a decision to make there because Burton is more untested, uh, but seems to pass all the smell test of it all. That he could be a guy that steps into a bigger role. Eifert has already proven it, but is all banged. He up. didn't get locked behind Zach Ertz on the Philly special. Oh, oh yeah. Which is which? By the way, go Sessler has been trademarked now. Well, there's been claim filed claims eight different. Uh, groups have filed for trademark for the Philly special, including the Eagles. I feel like the Eagles should should potentially be the front runner there. It's one that? of the it's one of the mo- <laughs> they were the eighth to to file the trademark. Come which on. Is stupid! If you have that play in the bag for the Super Bowl, you file that b- before the game. Well, the Patriots have name oh, plays and be- filed them pre Super Bowl. Multi- I mean, yeah. they, they know what they're doing. Because I think I don't know the business, the trademark business. Uh, don't <laughs> add us trademark lawyers, but like. Yeah, do and then that way, if if it's if it's a matter of like first come first serve, get off me. I'm already I've already trademarked this. I I love the idea. I think you could ask Riley. where their brain are. You know what if that they're thinking about trademarking a potential trick play. No, you put your you put your version of Ernie Adams on the legal team like two weeks ahead of time yes. and say get on this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Isn't their version of Ernie Adams one of Greg's good friends? Well, that may be a stretch, but but it's but I'm not sure what the job responsibilities are. Look, Greg, Greg's all sour in the face about that. Guy. <laughs> no, um, any comments, Greg? No comment. No comment. Can I say uh, a real no yeah. comment there? One player that we skipped over here. Yes. Talk about an X factor. How about 29, Dion Lewis? I can't wait to find out where he winds up. Are you just queuing up West to just crap no, because all I think like I, again? No, because it's like Give me we a talked chance, about Wes. it. Like I can fe- do it. Use Wait, I spent back. three years building him up on this podcast. I know that's me. why the that's why the heel turn on Dion. It's is not so even a heel stunning. turn. It's just evaluating a player. So he, you don't feel like he would fit almost anywhere else. I think he would fit great in a lot of places as a role player, as a complementary back. I would not want to count on a guy who's injured as often as Deion Lewis and is undersized to be my main workhorse. Mm. He's like, come on, you you put me uh, behind John Brown? John Brown hasn't done anything the last couple of years, and he's been on the field. Here's another you put guy. put me behind EJ Gaines? Well, come that on. would be like ranking Deion Lewis in 2004. Why does he sound like Jerry Seinfeld? I don't know. <laughs> ranking John Brown What's low now deal? would be like ranking Deion Lewis in 2014 low. You, you rank the talent, not the most recent season. Listen, as someone that pounded the table for, for Lamar Miller in free agency, I know how these guys are going to perform with their new teams, and Deion Lewis is going to do it. Saw that Lamar Miller might get cut. I know. Ouch. Uh, here's a guy I think you guys have been a little bit um, unfair with in the blurb. I don't know which one of you wrote the blurb, uh, but Jordan Matthews at 39, uh, you wrote, he proved in Philly he could produce out of the slot with 225 catches in his first three years. He proved in Buffalo he's not talented enough to transcend <laughs> problematic surroundings. Now, nice piece of writing. I like the sentence. However, uh, the guy was banged up from day one. They're literally day one. He jacked up his finger, never was healthy. Uh, I almost look at that year as a wash, and uh, and he's still, to me, a guy that has some real potential. He's too high for me. Even at 39, he's too high for me. I think he's a major injury risk going forward. Mm. He's He's been limited to the slot in his career, and he's not an outside receiver. I, I don't, I'm not wild about Jordan Matthews. Yeah, Jordan, I wrote that, by the way. Uh, okay. But I had him a little higher than Wes. I think the fact that the Eagles even traded him and – and I don't think they really saw him as a guy who's going to be a huge difference maker, that he was a nice kind of piece to the puzzle. He had production of 
of a top receiver, but I think they saw him more as a three or a four type. Yeah. Him in the slot, he's fine. But they, I think they, they love that trade for them. They got Nelson Aguilar on the field, who I think did things that, that Jordan Matthews could not. Brent, yeah. Brent Grimes at 35, uh, at 43. He's heading towards his age 35 season. Uh, is this any fear that 43 is not high enough for Miko, who might come after you guys in a big spot? She probably thinks he's top three. I think he's, Greg wrote the write up here, if I'm guessing. And no, he, no this really? is West Heritage. Okay. West, did you have any apprehension? Miko Grimes did not cross my mind when I was writing this. And oh. as I've said before, <laughs> you heard that, Miko. I just battled the big C. I'm not afraid of Miko Grimes. Uh, we, he was one Fair of the point. guys randomly that we agreed on the most. We, bo- we had them almost identical in our rankings in the early 40s. And so. Yeah, it's we like we're on the you, same page. Do you want one year of a quality cornerback, or do you want several years of a guy who's coming off injuries, who's young and hasn't realized his potential? To me, it just speaks like at some point you just want the guy you can plug in there and play, and not worry about the next three or four years. It, he he was right next to on my personal list, but he's much lower on on the overall list. Uh, star Lodalele, or as Dan likes to call him, Latalasale. <laughs> Uh, who who was a guy, it, it, and that was one where I struggled with, was like, he's a young player who's played a lot of snaps, but is anyone actually sure that he's been any good at any point in his career? Like, has, has he even been an asset, or has he been a negative? And this is one where I'm, def, I'm admittedly influenced by the pro football focus grades, because I haven't seen... Lodalele make a huge difference, especially not the last year or two, and they've they bury him in their in their grades. And I'm thinking, like, it, just because he's a first round pick and we know his name doesn't mean we have to rank him that high. Well, he's. I think his problem is he's made as many impact plays in his typical season as Sheldon Richardson made last season, which is not very many. Um, I want to read my favorite blurb, if you guys don't mind. Please. Okay. And. Um, let me find it first, and I'm really excited to read it. <clears throat> you want me to just like start talking about Terrell Pryor or something? In the you movie? want a vamp? If you want, yeah, vamp for a second. Terrell Pryor in our top ten last year, by the way, took a big, uh, big dive down to 33. Although that was higher than I think I had him or that I thought he would go. That even we feels ultimate, generous. That feels pretty year. generous. I think in, if we had, and in, in time will tell. I think we ultimately were pretty high overall on some very risky wide receivers that haven't produced in the last year or two. Him, John Brown, Dante Moncrief, guys who I feel like if they were at other positions, maybe they wouldn't have been ranked as high, but we've seen them be difference makers. Like Terrell Pryor at quarterback, not so high. Right. I wanted Terrell Pryor higher. He's still the guy who gave fits to a lot of really good cornerbacks in 2016. Browns want him back. It's a mysterious free agency twist, but... (laughs) Uh, at number 49, Lindsay, can I get something a little sexy? Oh, no. I know which, is, I know which one this is. Josh McCown, quarterback. Oh, yeah. I'm Red gl- flag injury risk entering his age 39 season. McCown is perhaps most valuable as a wet nurse for a talented <laughs> but raw young stallion. What? Wes. <laughs> 
And you start writing these one after the another, and all of a sudden, what was happening in, in your world? It gets late at night. And well, right. Like, was, all right, these things are bleeding into. I just gotta like spice it up a little bit. Well, I don't Wes, I know that. Oh, like, spice is the right word. Yes, yeah, spice. spice. <laughs> I know we don't put our you know names on each one of these blurbs, but just that's, that's that one deserved a little CW. Yeah, I just, it, would you would you object if I asked the editors to just you know let everyone care. know that that was you? Go for it. <laughs> I like it. it what is, well, whether it's good or bad, I will tell you it stopped me in my tracks. It's, it, yeah. I mean, you know, when you read, immediately <laughs> the mind brings visuals, and they're very disturbing with yeah. this sentence. Well, it get, might get a little monotonous reading 101 blurbs. You know, if I'm thinking of the reader. Reader sex sit appeal. down, yeah, throw yeah. a little spice in there. Josh Cown, father of, like, three young boys, now doubling as a wet nurse for a raw young stallion. That is, <laughs> look, that is it, figurative. Use protection. You're right. He, he is a, you know, this is getting off topic, but if you were going to make like a top 10 list of yeah. uh, NFL players who just kind of have the look of a guy that might be in a Uh-oh. pay cable after 1 a.m. Oh, type no. of movie, Where are you going with that? I feel like Josh McCown could have had I that I think look. Josh McCown could have, if, we, if he weren't Josh McCown and he were like the seventh biggest person on Mad Men with his hair yeah. and his jawline. Yeah. Totally fit. Can't, right can't you see him like knocking on the oh, door he's, and he's just like yeah. delivery? Honestly, I see him the opposite direction. If he wasn't an NFL quarterback, he would be the guy okay. with the acoustic guitar at the church, mm. like playing music for kids and stuff. Mm. No doubt about that. But that that bleeds into his actual image, I think, on some level. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Shout out to Prince Amukamara, who's ranked 48th on the list for the fourth straight year. <laughs> Weirdly. Is he? No, I made uh, that up. But he, he he's a free agent every year. He signs a one-year contract. He's solid, and he ends up like in our top 50. He ends up between like 35 and 50, literally every I, year. Why couldn't you just read that blurb? That was a better one. <laughs> <laughs> I liked your blurb, Wes. Let's skip to the end of the list. You can check out the whole list again at NFL.com slash top 301. <laughs> top 101 free agents, Thank I believe. You. Uh, I always like the end of the list. You have... Frank Gore, the inconvenient truth, uh, sitting at 100 and uh, at 101. Oh, can we, no. Can we get a drum roll? At 101. Always a lot of fun. Who gets put? The final man. Usually it's, it's a bit of an in-joke. Jay Cutler. Congratulations, Jay. Wes, Wes just made a face like bile came up in his mouth or well, something. There was a discussion on Twitter in which Evan Silva was included, and he ranked him in his top 35, I believe. Yeah, and, yes, Silva! And his oh, no. reasoning was... Big fish. His reasoning was if he gets signed, Silva's formula is I rank guys on what their average annual contract would be. That's a different... Yeah, and my retort to that would be the average annual contract of zero would still be zero. He doesn't mm. belong on your list. Ouch. Nobody's going to sign him. Ouch. <laughs> Jay's probably heading back to the booth. Maybe Jay, yeah. Back. You was brought, he ever there? Well, you know, he's got an agreement to go to the booth again. He, he had like is, a conference call, didn't he? About his Yeah, podcast? the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, he maybe, uh, I know he had a deal with Fox, right? Uh, correct. Is Fox doing Thursday Night Football this year? They are. Yep. Interesting. I think it's going to happen now. If I could put a sandwich on yeah. it, Cutler Thursday nights. My aversion to Cutler <laughs> on the field might not extend to the to the broadcast booth. I mean, if he's good right off the bat, let's let's put him on. Well, the Well, he at night. least deserves a completely 
clean Absolutely. slate. Yeah. It's a different I feel career. like it's a really a, a career I don't know, kind of a cherry on the Sunday here to get to the one. I feel like it was uh, his whole career was kind of a preamble to this yeah. moment. He's I would destined agree, for this. I would agree that being ranked 101 is probably the highlight of his football career. Stop. And you guys made a lot of people happy. No Colin Kaepernick on this list. Hope you feel good about yourselves. Well, it's funny you say that. Yeah. We uh, we overlooked him, and he's going to be on there. We, oh, have he's a lot of pe- we have a lot of people we're adding. Pernell McPhee is coming on there. Kaepernick. Yeah. Where did you rank uh, McPhee in 2015 he's, before he utterly flamed out with the Bears? I think he was in he our was very top high. 15 or so. Yeah. McPhee will be in the 80s. Kaepernick was 76 last year, and we kind of, we just do the list based off – Players who were on teams last year, we kind of forgot about him. So I think he's going to. Greg, is Legarrette Blunt at ninety three simply as an act of anger out of you because he <laughs> left your team and wiped you clean? In he's the, a lead in pipe block for a Lombardi. Ninety three. I know you guys don't like Legarrette Blunt, but I that, like that Legarrette is Blunt a little fine. absurd to me. Uh, Wes and I, Wes had him a little higher than me, but he had him in the mid eighties, so they were they weren't too off. Nobody signs him until July every year. Real he, quick, he, he doesn't play. Uh, you know, third. He doesn't play third. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, that's what it is. Uh, real quick, before uh, I want to just check in with one more thing. What breaking news? Greg, I swear to God, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns have claimed wide receiver Larry Pinkard. <laughs> Via waivers from Jacksonville. Pinkard, 6 196 pounds, entering his second season out of Old Dominion, originally signed as an undrafted free agent in 2015. You son of a bitch. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Uh, I thought go. something real happened to the Browns. No. Vastly dis- Greg just wasted our time. That was real. That's from their official just press release. In fact, I was going to ask Greg to give us one more uh, player. Uh, I don't know if we have time. I might have just messed up no, the time element of no, the show. Time sticking. But oh, yeah. I'll be cool about it. Greg, do you have one other guy you <laughs> want to bring up from your top one-on-one? I'll bring up Paul Richardson because I think he and Mark Easley are two intriguing young receivers that are coming off of their best seasons and uh, I think could both make a lot of money this year. Wes, how about you? I am searching. All right. Paul <laughs> Richardson to the Chiefs. Book it. Mm. Saucy. Uh, just to circle back to last year's 2017 top 10, uh, how uh, that shook out in terms of guys that made an impact or did not. Uh, the list that last year was Alshon Jeffrey at number one, Calais Campbell at two. Guy almost won defensive player. Uh, of the guys year. are off to a good start here. Uh, Brandon Williams, the defensive tackle um, uh, that uh, stayed in Baltimore at three. Dante Hightower at four. Injury uh, wiped out his season. A.J. Bouye, Texans cornerback, uh, he signed the big deal with the Jaguars and uh, did his thing. Stephon Gilmore st- started off shaky in New England. Good free the, agent then, prop so far. And yeah. then had a big close to his ear. Kevin Zeitler uh, signed with the Browns. How was Zeitler? Nothing really was good with the Browns last year. but I mean, Zeitler, according to – I don't judge <laughs> – Right guards, but he, you yeah. know, in PFF, he had a nice mark. Okay. He wasn't the issue. They had they had other issues. Uh, they did. You're they had right. other issues above Kevin Zeitler. Let's put it that way. Number eight. Here's the first miss. But what are you going to do? Adrian Peterson, uh, who I asked Greg downstairs, is, is he on your current list? He's still under contract with the uh, uh, Cardinals. It was a two year deal he signed with the Saints. He'll probably get cut. Uh, will he find his way on your top 101 uh, if and when he is released? I wouldn't put him on. I would definitely put him on. He had several games last year that told me he can still play. He is going to be 33 next year. Uh, number nine, Terrell Pryor, 
so he dropped that's, quite a bit. That's my pick. That I'm I'm doubling down on Terrell Pryor. I don't. I think people are writing him off for a bad season, uh, in in with with Washington. But I I I thought he really played well with the Browns the year before. He was also. I mean, he was dealing with injuries all last season. Yeah. My question with him might be more character driven. The fact that the Browns, for whatever reason, uh, were totally cool with letting him go and then signing Kenny Britt and then. In Washington, things going sideways as well. Well, they offered him money. Like he thought his value was going to be much higher, and he was wrong. Don- I think it's fair. It's fair to question some of that stuff. Dontari Poe was your number ten last year, and uh, who's solid? He was, he was solid for the Falcons. And I'm looking at the rest of the top twenty. Andrew Whitworth, yet at seventeen, he was certainly a top five guy at the end of the year. So there you go. Check it out. There it is. How fun! You guys did it again. Let's go upstairs. Let's go to the kitchen. Daddy's going to cook some dinner. Are you going to let Mark have any? Yeah, a little spinach dip for Mark. <laughs> I don't even like spinach. A little spin dip, as they call it, on the uh, TGI Fridays. What did you have at brunch? I uh, had a very nice, I had a pancakes and uh, some, some hash browns on the side. Nice choices. What did you have? Are you had a burrito. I got the burrito. You and yeah. my wife got the each started eating the wrong burrito. Yeah, it was, it was a moment we had. It was like, did you take my burrito? Uh, I think I did. Born on the same day in the same year. Do you want it back? Mm, okay, this is, this is so us. This I, is so us. <laughs> I just missed you guys. I was at the Overland Cafe yesterday afternoon. That's where we were. Is that where you? Yeah, were? that's where we were. Yeah, the Paramore and I went, but we didn't get there till about three because she had to. Ah, uh, that place is funny because the reason we went is because they have the bottomless mimosas. Uh, and uh, if you get there with your kids like we did, you have to get there early because your you know kids are annoying. Uh, but then when you're in there and all of a sudden it's ten thirty or so, all like the Kardashian clones start rolling in yes. and they're Ubers and they're all they're all wearing ridiculous sunglasses and belly shirts and everybody's flying high looking to to get messed up. Uh, it's kind of a fun LA scene. There were multiple women posing against the side of the building when we pulled. Well, no, that's that's go. the scene. But we had to be out of there by you know. Kids give you got about maybe sixty two minutes tops with them. So that's a that was essentially yeah the meat of the event was we we poured back a few uh, glasses of champagne. One of the great societal uh, curveballs, by the way, just like or little winks. It's like yeah, you could drink champagne at nine a.m. Eh, just drop a little orange juice in there. Society's fine with it. Uh, yeah. our, our household paid for it afterwards dearly. <laughs> Everyone crashed. Uh, all right. So we will be back on Wednesday. Uh, yes, from Indianapolis, from the Combine. We go there. We really we love covering the press conferences of the coaches and GMs. That's why we're there. We're not there for the Underwear Olympics. So um, we'll do a show on Wednesday and then another show Thursday. Wasn't that where Greg ended Steve Smith's Panthers career? I uh, was with a heat-seeking question <laughs> of Dave Gettleman. I wouldn't say I ended it, but... Uh, yeah, be accountable, Greg. Sure. It was the opening <laughs> chapter of the end. Uh, so, yes, make sure you tune in. It's going to be a fun week for us. Uh, that's it. Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman who delivered. Hey, Stallion, man. Own it. I liked it. I was in. Wet nurse. Wet nurse, baby. Uh, the old boss and Lindsay Fulton behind the glass. Till Wednesday. When I worked at the grocery store, there was this redneck couple. The wo- the woman weighed about 300, and the guy weighed about 130, and she used to beat him up and steal his paycheck every other every two weeks. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.